What's up mortals, this is Awesome Myths and Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. In this episode, I'll be telling two stories from Swedish, fo from Swedish folklore. They're both about heroes being tricky and clever. In the first, a young woman manages to get one over on the devil himself, while in the second, a brave man tricks an old woman who didn't do anything just because he's hungry. I guess I'll let you decide who deserved it more. The first one starts with a young woman who absolutely loves dancing. It's her fa very favorite thing in the world. She loses her marbles every time she hears a fiddle because she absolutely has, has to dance. She can't control herself. She was an excellent dancer and could whirl around and kick her heels with the best of them. Her one problem was her shoes, which were made from birch bark. Like, it's actually bark interwoven into the shape of a shoe. I think these things are an engineering marvel. I don't know who saw a basket and is like, wow, I wish I could wear that on my feet. But they did and they followed their dreams. As cool as this idea is, the shoes are shit for dancing. This girl is twirling around so fast that she's starting fires with her shoes, but she's too poor to afford a good pair of leather shoes, so she has to deal with her bark shoes. Sounds like if she did a different kind of dancing, she could have afforded to buy herself any pair of shoes she wanted. The local fair was being held, and who should the girl meet there but Old Nick, a.k.a. Big Daddy Devil himself. He was there because the fair attracts all sorts of tramps, scoundrels, rogues, and vagabonds, and where people like that congregate... More are drawn, including the devil. So it's basically Washington, D.C. What are you thinking about? Asked old Nick, who knew exactly what the girl was thinking about. He didn't even have to use his devil powers. The girl was just always whirling and twirling in other dancing terms. She either loves dancing or wishes she was a top. And the girl responds, I'm wondering how I could pay for a pair of leather shoes. I haven't got any money. Oh, that's no big deal. How do you like these? Old Nick asks, holding up a pair of leather shoes. The girl couldn't believe her eyes. The shoes weren't even the ones sewn with pitch thread that she was hoping for. They were better. Real German ones with welted soles that looked as French as possible, which is apparently desirable in German shoes. You want German ingenuity and French style. And that makes sense. You know, the opposite would be French ingenuity and German style. An ugly pair of shoes that fall apart after the first step. Of course, the girl wanted these awesome dancing shoes. So they started a bargain for them. After much deliberation, they came to apparently agreeable terms. The girl would get the shoes for a year at no cost. But after the, that, the devil gets her soul. Which, like, I can't imagine how much debate really went on with this. Sounds like a terrible deal. Because it is. But there was the caveat that if after the year was up and old Nick came to collect, if the girl wasn't satisfied with her shoes, then she should give them back and be free. The girl goes bonkers with her new shoes. They've got unholy amounts of spring to them, so no one can twirl faster or kick higher. girl spends all her nights out and about looking for places to dance. Eventually, the year ends, and old Nick comes back to collect on his end of the deal. The girl tells him, These shoes were shit. My old shoes made a bark were even better. You can just take them back and leave me alone now. Old Nick's like, Mmm, that's very strange, especially considering they're literally the goddamn best. Like, I should know... I made them the damned best. The girl insists, no, 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 there's no spring in them at all. Wooden shoes for life. Here, you can try them on and race me in them. Suck it. And for some reason, old Nick thought that this was a completely reasonable idea. Like, why shouldn't he wear a young girl's dancing shoes and run around in them? He's got dainty little feet that can fit in them, apparently. So they decide they will race around Lake Franken, which is a long and narrow lake in the area. The girl insists that she has to go home first, so they'll meet at the lake in a few days' time. 
What old Nick doesn't know is that the girl has an identical twin sister who wasn't introduced until this exact point in the story because it was very well written. Why set things up when you can just add in random information that drastically alters the course of the story? Setting things up is hard. Now, while the girls look identical, the sister doesn't give a shit about dancing, so old Nick never took an interest in her and therefore didn't know she existed. I don't know if this is the town from Footloose or something, that dancing is so great a sin that the devil is paying attention, but whatever, this girl sits at home and reads books like a nerd, so he has no idea she's there. One sister stands at Frickstad, the south end of the lake, while the other stands at Fricksend, the north end of the lake. The girl's waiting on, in her bark shoes while old Nick approaches wearing the dancing shoes. Each runner is supposed to run on opposite sides of the long lake, starting at the north end and racing to the south end and then back to the north end. The race starts and Nick takes off faster than a horse. So it would be a fair comparison otherwise, but he doesn't care about fairness because he's the devil. He's blazing through the woods. He gets to the far end and sees that the girl had already beaten him there. He doubles his efforts on the way back, but sees that she had beaten him back as well. Of course, the girl didn't have to run at all because, you know, she didn't have left the starting line. The girl was like, do you see how garbage those shoes are? The baskets on my feet are way better. Do over, he says. Old Nick nearly ran out the soles of his leather shoes and is assuming that the girl's shoes must be close to falling apart. She agrees and the race begins again. This time Nick runs so fast that the wind he makes shakes the nearby houses. Again, the girl beats him to both sides and he can't believe it. He's the devil running at devil speed against a human in wooden shoes. Nothing like the worst kind of person to play a game with. He says, the first two were just warm-ups. This third time is the one that really counts. And he thought he was being so clever because the soles of his own shoes were so ragged that his feet were bleeding. He thought surely the wooden shoes must be falling apart. The girl agrees and the third race begins. This time Nick goes so fast that he straight up blows the, roof off, the roofs off the nearby houses. But again, he loses the race because cheating. His shoes essentially exploded from breaking the sound barrier, and his feet were all kinds of screwed up. Bits of flesh are just dangling. Meanwhile, the girl stands there in perfectly fine shoes without even breaking a sweat. And then she decides to taunt him, because why not? How often do you get to taunt the devil? Do you get it now that those shoes were trash? Mine have a greater spring, and they're ready for another run if you'd like to try. Baskets for life. Suck it. At this point, the devil isn't even wearing shoes, so he declines. He's actually super impressed with the girl. He obviously thinks she can just run like the Flash. He tells her, I've never, never met a woman like you before, but if you keep dancing the way you do, we'll be sure to meet again. And then the girl never danced again. Because, you know, you don't get punished for making deals with the devil. It's mostly the dancing thing that will get you in trouble. Good lesson. I'm going to use that the next time someone tries to drag me out into the dance floor. I'm not shy. I just don't lead a life of sin. Second story starts with a tramp. Now, I don't mean like the modern American usage of the word to describe a promiscuous girl, but more like lady in the tramp, except not dogs. No one's eating spaghetti while someone eats spaghetti at the same time in this story. It's like a vagrant. And this dude's just wandering through the woods, and the distance between towns is so large that he's not likely to find shelter for the night. That is, until he discovers a cottage with a warm fire burning on the hearth. He's thinking about how nice it would be to sleep inside where it's warm, maybe get even a little bite to eat. So he approaches the cottage and knocks at the door. Grumpy old woman answers, asking where he came from. He tells her, south of the sun and east of the moon, at which point she just slammed the door in his stupid face. What a sketchy bullshit answer. But he continues, 
I've been all over the world except for this place right here, and now I'm on my way home again. The old woman's like, okay, good for you, I guess. Go home then. What do you want from me? The tramp admits that he's looking for a place to stay at night. She's like, yeah, I thought so, but I'm not running an inn, so you can piss off now. The tramp gave her some story about how they're all good humans and should be helping each other out. The old woman is like, oh, that's rich, but who's going to help me when the strange young man murders me in the middle of the night and steals all my shit? But the dude is real persistent, and they sit there and argue, till finally the old woman relents to allow him to stay the night sleeping on the floor. Better on the floor without sleep than suffer cold in the forest deep, said the tramp, who was apparently always ready with a rhyme. I would have kicked him out right there. I don't have a patience for someone who rhymes all the time. When the tramp gets inside the house, he realizes that for all the old woman's complaining, she's pretty well off. And this dude is kind of portrayed as the hero of the story because the woman is like greedy and stingy, but his plan is to grift an old woman, so I don't know. So before they go to bed, the tramp asks for something to eat. To which the old woman replies, where am I supposed to get food from? I haven't eaten in at least a day. You know, back in my day, we used to not eat for weeks while walking several miles uphill in the snow. And the tramp says, well, then I'll have to invite you to have something to eat with me. And she is very skeptical because he obviously doesn't have any food on him. What could he possibly offer her? He says some annoying rhymes about learning to make do while on the road. When traveling through the wood, you got to learn how to make some food. He travel. He grabs a pot and some water and puts them over the fire. Then the young man pulls out a nail from his pocket and turns it three times in his hand before dropping it into the boiling water. What the hell are you making? asks the woman. Nail broth, says the tramp as he stirs the water, really selling his bullshit. The old woman had never heard of anyone making broth with a nail before because it's impossible and thought that it was an incredibly thrifty way to make food. She thought that all poor people should know about nail broth. Nail broth, not to be confused with a struggle sandwich, which is a couple ice cubes between two slices of bread. The woman tells the tramp that she would like to learn how to make this nail broth. He told her that she only has to watch him for it's really, really easy. Then the tramp explained, This will generally make a very good broth, but since I've been making broth with it all week, it won't be quite as strong. I had a hand, if I had a handful of oatmeal, that would make the broth much better. But one, what one has to go without, it's no use thinking about. Which is a rhyme he says at every annoying step of his cooking, but I will not be saying over and over again because I hate it. Well, I have some flour around here, offers the woman as she goes and gets him the ingredient he needs. Then the tramp tells her that the broth would be great for company if only he had some salted beef and potatoes to add to it. Which is ballsy on his part, right? Like, he jumped right from, oh, I just need a nail and a little bit of flour to, hey, give me two more ingredients at the same time. And also, like, hearty ingredients that I definitely don't have, but you do. Probably added a little rhyme when he was talking about it, too. Like, hey, this broth just needs some beef. Otherwise, it'll taste like queef. Also, let's add potato, something, 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 potato. The woman looked through her house, found some potatoes, even some beef, and gave them to the tramp. He tells her this broth will be grand enough for the best in the land. This old woman is like, oh my god, that's so fancy, and all that with just the nail, because she's probably going senile as this is all happening. The tramp keeps stirring, and then he says, you know, this broth would be fit for the king if only we had a little barley and some milk. I know, I used to work for the king's cook, and this is what the king would have every single night for dinner. Holy shit, the king, said the old woman. Somehow imagining that they would invite the king for dinner, she rummaged around her house and found some barley and milk. And at this point in the story, the narrator is praising the tramp 
saying how wonderful a man he is and how he could do so much more than just get drunk. I mean, we all know that, like, great men get their start by scamming old women, right? So the tramp adds the barley and the milk and then fishes out the nail and puts it in his pocket. He tells the woman, okay, it's ready, but before we eat it, I have to say that the king and queen always have a meal like this with some brandy and at least one sandwich each. Insert bullshit rhyme about being royalty and eating sandwiches. And the woman loses her mind because she might get to eat a meal like the king does. She runs around her house getting brandy, cheese, butter, bread, smoked beef, and smoked veal. Two set the table and they had a huge feast together. The woman couldn't believe how good the broth was that was made with only a nail, right? Because she's an idiot. And all the extra shit the tramp swindled from her, but she doesn't realize it. Then, when they went to wind down for sleep, the old woman decided the floor wouldn't be good enough for someone who taught her such an economical meal, so she invited him to share her bed. And because this guy's got no shame, he probably banged her too. Then, in the morning, he gets coffee and more brandy and set off to scam the next old person out of their savings. And the old woman is watching him go, thinking how she's going to make broth with only a nail. She's going to definitely swallow. She's definitely going to swallow the nail. This guy stole from an old woman and will inevitably cause her death. And he's the hero because she was like stingy or something. That's it for the episode. Hope you enjoyed. Maybe tell a friend, share the magic, leave a comment if you have a story you'd like to hear me butcher in the future. So, who do you think deserved to be tricked more, the devil after the girl's soul, or the old woman who didn't invite a con man into her house? The way the stories were written, it really seems like people thought it was the old woman. They hated her.